0: Hello, this is Samuel Hansen. You are listening to Combinations and Permutations, episode 13. This week's episode, we discuss raw pork chops, why a flat world isn't a bad thing, shepherd fairy, girl talk, and where to get your comics in Vegas. Here it goes. Hello and welcome to Combinations and Permutations, the math podcast that comes from CDC Building 7's mailroom. And with us today, we have three returning guests and one completely new guest. I'll, as I usually do, tend to, I don't know, introduce the returning guests first. First of all, and of course, most importantly of all, the single minority, Christopher Bates. Million
1: Man March, baby.
0: I believe we've already talked about it on a podcast. Don't keep on bringing up these things that make you cooler than us.
1: All right, Billion Man March.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and next up, uh, we're just going to skip over uh, Nathan Rowe, which uh, is the is the man who can't do math. Okay.
2: I, I uh, was raped by a math, <laughs> but one math. Uh, An addition or subtraction? It's like a Nobel Prize. <laughs> that, <you know. laughs> And
0: then the reason I skipped him over is because he's much more important than Nathan, in that he, oh, he has right. absolutely nothing to do with the math department, and yet still gets to take part in our podcast, Mr. Jeff with a G. Johnson. Hi. And then our new guest this week, uh, she is already pointing to herself and making herself uh, all built up <laughs> is here. is the <laughs> Is the uh, is the lady who uh, happens to make our department run as well as
3: it does, Erin McNamara? Is she the Immaculate Conception, or Concepted immaculately?
4: Hi. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, and so
0: we just we just finished uh, our math department, or specifically math club, barbecue, and we all decided to get together afterwards to record this podcast, and our topic for this week. Uh, is actually going to be textbooks, specifically math textbooks, in that as at least well, actually, for once the graduate students are actually outnumbered by people who are not graduate students. But oh, yeah, it is. I mean, we only That's have two true. graduate students to three. Uh, well, yeah, technically all of you are currently undergraduates because you're taking classes right now. Are you not?
4: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> i have a degree so there
2: yeah well no you have a degree are i going, understand that are you going but you're not going for grad school yeah no
4: undergraduate
2: degree or are you just taking hell some
4: yeah classes? i don't no, i'm going for an undergraduate degree second
3: no. it's only because you're just dis- do you not like the graduate department of the thing you already graduated in like you're disgusting
4: at this university yes
3: right yeah. okay so it's not so much it's not so much that she doesn't want a graduate degree. It's just that she has life going on, and therefore...
4: I got this thing called a life, yeah.
3: Yeah. Damn. Well Which some so, I so mean, few, I few of think, us have. I think
0: all of us actually Next technically subject, have a life. And so we're going to be talking about Math no Podcast. For the two of us grad students, uh, it, it has, rings a specific thing because we both teach classes where we have to hear complaints about the textbooks. I as have well to as... hear
4: complaints about the textbooks I going... daily. I was going to get to that. And then you send your students to me. I had one today.
0: I specifically send my students to Building 8 whenever they have something that I can't answer. Was that the one walking around with a raw pork chop? I had a student walking around with a raw pork chop? I don't know this story. Oh, I saw one. He,
3: he <laughs> just walked around. He had, no, I was, I was riding my bike on campus. I thought it looked like a raw pork chop. But he was just
4: Did he have some honey buns with that?
1: <laughs> no, but it was, it was for a math problem. If a pork chop is at 42 degrees Fahrenheit and it weighs... You know, say I don't know 0.35 kilograms. How long should be in an oven that is at a temperature of 325 degrees before it reaches a temperature of 325? But degrees? in this case, why? The oven... Why you
0: would never cook a pork chop? If first of all, you cannot possibly cook a pork chop to 325 degrees until it bursts into flame. So you should write textbooks. <laughs> now is this? What's is just this topic?
2: Maybe this is Kelvin. We're talking Kelvin.
0: <laughs> that would be Kelvin. a really really cold pork chop. <laughs> that shop. would
1: be a damn cold like a T1000 pork chop. T1
2: oh. <laughs> By the way, and Thomas Hobbes. As Easter has now passed, I can once again I can swear. fucking swear again. I can fucking, you fucking swear. Ass. I believe
4: you could have always, you chose I not to. Yeah,
2: okay. All right.
4: Might fine. have been a faulty but, choice, but, but I'm uh, back.
0: I'm back. I'm right. not okay, and so textbooks and so right. as I said two of us are graduates and so we hear complaints But we also have to buy textbooks and deal with them ourselves We have uh, two people who are specifically undergraduates who you know you deal just with buying them and then uh, Aaron happens to be the person I think in charge of getting our textbooks for us in the math department I believe I have that correct. And so you hear all the That's complaints true. from
2: everybody Aaron has yes. hooked me up with textbooks before for free Well, I did <laughs> Well, Did the, I
4: know I was doing that? the class. Yeah, I, I, I believe it was went, the classes we were
2: teaching. I was like, I, I, I need my textbook.
3: Was, I don't believe she knew she was doing that.
2: No, I, I think that I think that you were the person we talked. or maybe it was. Uh, no,
4: it was me. She, she, okay. I do things.
2: Ah, okay. There right. is There is a guy on the corner, though. He's got that trench coat. He's got
1: textbooks under it. And, you know, he's like, hey, man. Ugh. probably making a lot <laughs> of I got money. This, I, got these, I got this calculator. <laughs> <laughs> that dude has
0: 20
3: okay, so I
2: hear you can sell this at the bookstore for 50 bucks, but I'll give it to you. No,
4: you'll get like twelve fifty <laughs> heard... from the bookstore.
0: That's what the man I says. I was in the bookstore true. today. Somebody got 25 for a book for Whoa. a sellback.
4: Don't even get me started on used books and the bookstore that rips people off, all right?
0: The bookstore does rip people off. So I'm Dude, assuming that we're se- gonna spend most of today probably complaining about textbooks.
3: If- no, they- I'm
4: super happy about life. Can't complain about the textbook. If you're
3: taking a class and you're selling back your textbook, you were never originally <laughs> interested in the subject in
2: the first place. Yeah, course. I, I you shouldn't be to back, sell back your I have sold back right. very few textbooks. Most of the time, okay. uh, most of the time I uh, keep them. Um, I don't. I oh, very rarely God. do I open them up after the class. But <laughs> it's, it's comforting page. to know that if I ever need to know there yeah i mean i
0: i thoroughly enjoy it. i've never sold back a single textbook in my life i've had i've kept every single textbook that i have ever purchased yeah including textbooks that i have no interest in whatsoever
3: no you just
4: like underwater basket weaving
0: oh man if they had that as a class here i would so enroll i'd enroll in like like that i mean just in a second be like yep, yeah, boom there is Buy actually... two
4: copies of the textbook just because
0: oh <laughs> because it's fucking awesome right
2: Left and hand, you can share it with hand, others right
0: I, I believe the only school i know that actually offers underwater basket weaving as a course is ross i, I don't dollars. know ross
4: you would know who offers
0: this I, somebody told me once that ross actually offers it ross what is, being the, someone it, ross told me department store. ross being the Class incredibly liberal ridiculously hippie liberal arts school in portland okay. Ugh, ross?
4: don't get me started on what portland ross?
0: yeah ross Ross. Ross. Ross University. What does that stand I've for? I've never heard of Ross. Was Ross. Well, I have a question.
3: Portland, Oregon. I, I have a yeah, question. Portland, Oregon. All right. This place called wait, Portland, wait, Portland, Oregon. I've heard of Lewis and Clark, and there was what was the other. My uh, PC- my brother-in-law went PS- to Lewis PSU and Clark for law and... <laughs> school. Reed. Are
0: you read uh, I guess I could be.
3: There's, well, it might Reed, be, be like, read really, it, Okay, yeah.
0: Reed. Where everybody makes their own major. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. No, okay, that's... yeah, Reed. Sorry. I thought it was. No, I was trying to get it right. Yeah. Uh, no. why,
1: are, why are people buying textbooks when you can download perfectly good textbooks?
0: from Pirate Bay oh, or from Pirate Bay but it's it's gonna get it's, oh yeah, I saw a bunch that, of stuff about that Pirate yeah. Bay got convicted it's gonna no. go through appeal and it yeah. will get tossed out almost but, certainly, I've, but... I've, I've never had much luck trying to actually find textbooks to download on the internet I've, I've not Well,
4: legitimately your textbooks are available in ebooks just so y'all know and
0: I, if well some needs... of them are on Kindle
3: if I if I read your Twitter correctly.
4: Oh, yes, that was strange. Partial differential equations, you all Kindle. And if, if
3: anyone needs some fact checking, you know, just give me a ring.
4: And... Cha cha. Yeah.
3: Okay, so call Cha Cha no, no, over just, here. Just call me. Okay, so let's Yo. let's actually get
0: properly into our into our subject matter for today. Yeah. And don't give me that look. This is this is my position in the, the... podcast. I sit here and I try to rein Listeners in these crazy people. The Listeners
3: can't see
0: the looks. That's why I mentioned that there was some sort for of your a position.
3: look not. Okay, okay. I don't know. I
0: Okay, so textbooks. This, uh, let's let's first approach it from the student perspective. All of us are students, so we've all dealt with purchasing textbooks. And the hell it is to purchase a textbook that essentially costs you a dollar a page, it seems. And That's part about... of the
4: university experience, though. Don't go to university if you don't want to spend the money. But
0: there's no reason that textbooks should be that expensive.
4: Well, there's reasons why they end up being that expensive. Like what? Like people selling back used ones, so it increases the price that the publishers think that they have to charge, and then the bookstore itself is marking it up like at least thirty percent, if not more.
0: But it just it's it's hard for me to understand when Dover sells perfectly, specifically in math, perfectly usable textbooks for almost any subject at a maximum of eight dollars. The most expensive Dover math book I've ever purchased is eight dollars.
4: No, really?
0: Yeah, the Calculus of Variations book. I think that's the most expensive
2: one. That was yes. $8. Yeah. I I, I think that... Um...
4: Part of the reason why it might be $8 is because it's all author-run. like Because I tried to request a desk copy, and they had to get approval from the author, and I don't believe they ended up sending it, which oh, okay. means that they're not...
0: Well, Dover usually deals in that. public domain stuff, things that they don't necessarily have to license that's why they're so cheap yeah.
1: which means the author's dead
0: <laughs> and probably died like hundred years ago <laughs> or the author was nice enough to release their things in an open environment I mean there's a textbook group called flat world knowledge that is uh, is setting up an open source textbook depository essentially is it a is an ebook
2: depository I, yeah, I not are it, you it, sure it's not um, the pirate bay
0: no it's, it's flat world <laughs> fucking knowledge I know about the end the, what they're going to allow people to do is they're going to let anybody go in and edit any of the things as long as they're willing to let their edits be available on the internet for other people to peruse. So it's essentially taking the open source software model and applying it to textbooks. And it, it will be free, uh, free or very cheap, like five bucks for an ebook for most of the students. And if you want a printed copy, it's going to be like twenty five dollars. What's the format of these ebooks? Well, it, I imagine it would be They're in PDF. They're on
1: the internet. Once it's a PDF, though, like once someone buys the first copy, what's
0: to stop them from putting it on Pirate Bay? Well, nothing. Nothing, and that's that's one of the things about open source. I think that the ebooks may actually be completely free, the ebook versions of them. Jeff, don't eat the microphone. What do you
4: think the, the likelihood is that a faculty member is going to choose such a textbook for the student?
0: Uh, right now, with faculty... Uh, across the country, across the world, being the age that they are, not excessively high. As soon as younger oh. people start becoming faculty, people who've grown up with the open source movement, I think it'll be a I lot larger.
2: Doctor, Dr. Doctor Burke did a free online textbook for Linear Algebra the, the year I had it, but that was after the library told us to purchase some other book, but we have a week to return it, so I bought the book and returned it. What year was this? This was, um, oh six.
4: Okay, that was before I worked here. It wasn't my fault.
2: Uh, it was it was fall 06 or or spring 08. I can't remember.
4: Spring 08. I don't believe it.
2: You did not take <laughs> linear algebra in spring 08. I took it my oh I took it my second semester. So yeah, it was exactly. spring oh seven. I think. Yeah. Okay. Still like wasn't my
4: fault.
3: No
2: wait, 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 wait. Oh six. I have <laughs> I've, I've I've lost my numbers have left me. <laughs> Well, man, you're I in math man you don't you don't need numbers you're math...
1: a math you don't need numbers
2: you're a mathematician <laughs> I, I yeah no recall, mathematicians it's do important. not deal with numbers no we
0: don't we specifically don't deal with numbers which means that we should be able to write significantly better textbooks than we do <laughs> and speaking of that let's talk about uh textbooks that we teach
2: out of how do you like your textbook i think the calculus textbook i don't know the old one was better what was the old one? The old, the, old the, the old one. You teach? The old one was thicker, which means it it had it covered a couple more things. But but the old uh, one was
4: the same author as the new one that you're using. What was it in the sixth edition? It's and you're Stewart, using right? One? Yeah, Stuart's We're using the author. we're
2: using a, a different a different book. Though. It's a
4: different book, but it's the same author. It's, oh, okay. They're both written there's, by there's Stewart. There's less
2: in it. Um, yes. And and so there's less there's less problems and less examples and and uh, I just don't think I don't know why they switched, but I don't know. So what's with Stewart? stuart i mean i i learned
0: calculus from stuart early transcendentals yeah, all over the third over edition the or fourth edition it's
1: i think i think the reason that we see a shift in the the content a noticeable shift in the content of newer and newer editions is because to of make money. a decline. Well, th- th- I think there's monetary motive, of course, but the publishers I think a lot put of it... out new
4: editions, so the schools go to them, so the students have to pay them, and you can't have used books anymore. Well, but it
3: I might have that's... to do with attention span. I think. As well. I
1: think it has to do with the no. also with the, the 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 background of the students coming into what our students are stupider. Yeah, just... No, no I mean, the quality of the education that they're stupider. receiving the call yeah. the quality of the education that they're receiving once they you know before they get to college, I think, is less. It's it's they're not getting enough of a background or a stronger background as previous generations. And for that reason, they, they would not the be books. able to succeed with a textbook from 20 years ago because it would just be too hard for
0: them. Because it would require actual knowledge, and, prior knowledge of some sort of mathematics like they should have when they come to university. Yes.
3: And the further you get with like, a, like an advanced or what we consider advanced at the moment sort of – way of getting information like ready click ready click ready click the and like short attention spans because of that just everything's accessible yeah you would need something more like almost sound bite like you know
0: yeah and so, I, I can I can understand that it's just I don't know I mean it I, I think that Chris may have a point because while the lower level math books it, they're radically different even when I didn't get through college that long ago but my lower level math books were seemed much harder than the books that they're using now and it's been like Three four years, whereas the higher level math books haven't changed
2: in since in since 30, essentially yeah. they were like, written. I like mean, the Royden real analysis book has been used since the sixties. The Gal, yeah. the most widely mm-hmm. used, uh, Munker's top
0: or Munker's topology, yes. Oh, the Green topology, Gallian, uh, yeah, uh, Gallian uh, Galleon mm-hmm. undergraduate abstract algebra. Those books, I mean, there are new editions, but the only thing that ever changes are the examples. The books themselves are very yeah. similar
3: is that is that the one you had checked out the other day what was the
2: one you had checked out the other day oh uh gerda lesher oh that yeah that's not a math book oh that, that's, no, that's just a, an Dave, awesome that's, book
3: that's, was it david yeah. or uh, I, Hust- I can never Hust- remember Hust- his Hust- last Hust- name Hustler. Is. Hustler. yeah he yeah, also yeah. did uh magical theorems
2: okay i have that okay yeah, he's he's a he's a good author and yeah. interesting. Well, I I wish that no, I, I wish
4: that lie.
0: classes would actually use some of those slightly more interesting math books instead of the
2: That's what Burke's using this year in uh, foundations. He's
0: using Gertl-Escher-Bach. He's
2: got, he's got no no required text but recommended as Gerleischerbock. Oh yeah. I, it's yeah. not official. He just told I me mean, class. cuz
0: they're there's so much more fun Well, there's so much more readable for one because they're You're actually right. being written for an audience that is going to read them. Textbooks never seem to actually be written for an audience that is reading them. I mean, textbooks seem to be written possibly for an audience that will look at them every once in a well, while to do homework. That's it. Well,
3: people, it. when they write books, they're by themselves, and it's hard to always consult an audience, especially if it's just technical information, you know?
0: Yeah, but it, it just, I don't know. I just never really felt that it, textbooks are as readable as they could be. Textbooks they could are. tell a story. They never do. No, but people don't like story problems. No, I'm not I'm not referring to story <laughs> problems. I'm actually, t- I'm actually referring to the... The story of, I mean, we're, we're a math podcast, so let's refer to math. The story of the mathematics. Right. People would actually be interested in like probability, the story of how probability, which we covered in a couple podcasts ago when we were talking about the Monty Hall problem. It, we talked about a little bit of the creation of probability. Students would actually be interested in that because it's an interesting story. Well, well, would you
4: be able to fit that into 16 weeks when you need to teach them so much other stuff? But
0: no. It, no. <laughs> well, I might t-shirt. not be able to teach it, but it could be in the textbook where they would see it and they would actually see...
4: A student wouldn't
0: read it unless well, it was that's, assigned.
2: That's true. And well, even, even when student. it's assigned... But, like, I read really read it. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> true. But,
0: but if, even if it wasn't... If, if textbooks were written more in that way where students knew that there were things in there that were interesting beyond just, you know, examples they may yeah. actually be more likely, they might get you know, indoctrinated into thinking, well, there's a story in there. I should go look at it.
4: I, I actually recently just saw a presentation about a college algebra textbook offered from McGraw-Hill where the author, Cynthia Young, is talking about changing the way math books are written.
0: In what way? I mean, how did she want to change it? <laughs> Couldn't yeah. tell you. I think, I think textbooks in general, whenever it's a... A textbook, they they need to be changed somehow. Well,
4: authors know that students just open the book, and they don't look at the examples. They don't look at anything that's explained. They look at homework. They problems. look at the homework problems, and that's it. And so, I think that authors are trying to make a book more engaging, but the divide between what they think will engage a student and what actually does is great. They have no idea what it is a student's really looking for.
1: I have an idea. I, I'm 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 actually
0: especially running a off low of...
4: level student.
0: Yeah, those, th- th- those have to be the hardest to write because yeah, th- it's they're not the hardest people, to teach, yes. Yeah, the people are not necessarily interested in the subject. They're being required and to take the And they have classes. a
4: mindset that they're bad at math when really they're not. They need to put in extra time and they don't feel like it.
1: Aaron, I'm going to run off of that. I'm going to r- actually run with that idea. Students don't want to read the textbook. Hell, no, I don't want to read the textbook but at a college in college mathematics the difference between a college math course and a high school math course is in a college math course if you don't read the book you're probably not going to do well in the course or at least at, at least at at a I'm sorry at at in certain institutions you probably won't do well in the course if you don't read the book. Oh, what are we talking unless about about
0: fucking un- MIT unless I've never you, looked at a textbook un- in my life. Unless
1: you go to lecture and the instructor actually explains the things. What I'm saying is if a student doesn't go to class and doesn't read the book, the student will not be successful. If the student goes to class but doesn't read the book, his, you know, probability of success depends on how well the instructor Who's is. Who's
2: a like Obviously, if you don't go to class and you don't read the textbook, you're, you're going to fail. <laughs> I mean, yes. well, yeah, you try telling that to them. The... But, well, but what I'm saying, though,
1: is a paradigm shift. Make textbooks, up. make the design of textbooks such that when a person reads it, if they're trying to do the homework, make it so that they're designed that they have to read a certain amount of material in order to do each problem. Meaning, you know, instead of having an example, or a whole bunch of examples in the reading and then like 20 or 30 problems have a little bit of reading and then a problem a little more reading there, and then there are another some problem.
0: books that are set up in that way and i do i do prefer that style of a setup or one that says you know it doesn't necessarily have the problem listed there but has the problem listed later on and so that when you read through it uh, it actually says now you're ready to do this number and so then you can go and you look at that, you know, the ones through the last set that you were able to do. And then you can do those problems.
1: Well, I think Jeff had a point, though, I mean, about the attention span. The the book the books need to, in order to have a textbook that is successful, it needs to adapt to the culture. These textbooks nowadays are written by people who are probably 60, you know, 50, well, 60 it, years old. And, and they the, come from a completely different culture. Well,
0: how old are they? Some of the
4: ones they're pushing aren't, no. It's, they're written by, like, 30-year-olds. So, I it mean, really it's... depends on the publisher, but a lot of publishers, especially for lower level math classes, are getting away from using a textbook at all. They're making a textbook obsolete, and everyone is adopting online homework systems because
2: students—yes,
4: yeah. students—are currently, you know, all about the internet and using their computer for everything, and so now they're gearing teaching In... math. All to being on the internet, using a disk, having, like, a computer-automated reading See, I would
0: be completely lecture. fine with that if those things worked yeah, well. Yeah, if any yes. of them worked.
4: Um, TriHawks Learning Systems, I think that is a bit better. I don't know for sure, but we're going to start using it. Okay. And yeah. I think we'll have more success with that than we have with some of the other ones.
0: Yeah, and, and the thing is generational divides keep on coming up faster and faster. I mean, it used to be, you know, you could have a generation essentially list the generation as 20 years, Look at like Generation X, that was a good 15 years or so of people and they all actually had a generational identity shared with one another, they had a lot of shared experiences. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, I mean, I'm teaching people who are five years younger than I am, and I feel completely divorced from them in That's... the, in the shared had,
3: experiences. But you also had like a major, like...
0: No, no, no! I'm not talking. Yeah. No, I'm not talking even about that. I'm just talking about the way that they live their lives seems completely yes, different. I
3: agree. No, I, I, agree. I, I also agree. But it's also like you've mm-hmm. had like a major tech, technological it, like. Well,
0: yeah, and and technology you know, is the thing that is pushing this this ever shortening gap between generations. These people are not going to be able to even interact essentially with the people two years younger than them because they're going to view the world in such a different way because of the it, yeah, the Moore's true. law essentially.
2: Well, it's I mean, Moore's yeah. law that's driving this. The, the the people and they can't spell yeah yeah no but, but but i mean like the people in this room we spent the first 10 years of our life more or less without knowing what the internet was you know um i i i it's not it's gonna vary from person to person <laughs> you know but but but, uh, but even people, early people even early internet
0: i mean in the internet took a long time to actually turn into the rapidly evolving thing that it is now. Now, every six months, there's something else. Yeah,
2: people people under, like, 14, 15 years old have never known a world without the Internet at their fingertips. And Uh, for them, books have to fucking suck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. If you you grew up with
0: nothing but the Internet, and nothing but the full-fledged interactive Internet, too. Yeah. I mean, even when we, all of us, when all of us first started using the Internet. Dial-up. Yeah, we were yeah. we were all on dial up AOL, except maybe on our school computers, which <sighs> no. yeah, it, it, so I think my
4: school computer was worse.
0: Yeah, so I was looking. Yeah. My school had T1 access. Oh, I actually no, had, no, no! I no, had no. a good connection on my school computers, but even then, I and mean, it wasn't the interactive internet that we know. It wasn't social networking and everything else. But people are coming up who are like 14 years old. That's they've probably been using it since, uh, I and mean, heavily probably since about six or seven. So probably about the last decade. In the last decade, I mean, we're talking, they almost don't know about the dot com bust. Like, I mean, they're almost post pets.com people. And and can you imagine that? I mean, they, I don't know what post well, pets, pets.com Pets pets.com was, you know, the epitome of the dot com bust.
1: Is it like a food delivery service no, or was, something? Or? It, yeah, was, it was a pet delivery. It, it, was,
0: it was a pet supply delivery thing. You know, like, it was, it, like Panda like, Express, right? It you know, was it was it, dogs, was, like, dogs for fa- do- it fast was dogs for five dogs, It was like Amazon.com, but only for pet supplies. And it, it started dumb. up <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was insanely <laughs> dumb. It <laughs> went bust.
3: A and bad it started idea to begin with.
0: It started about six months before the bust. And then you know, a remember it, the and so, Yeah, the, the little the sock puppet. The the, so, yeah, the sock puppet, you know, the dog, talking dog sock puppet. And it became literally, like, the
3: mascot
0: for the dot-com bust.
3: Big piece And
0: so they're not – I mean, these people are literally growing up with Friendster at, at like, their earliest – like, the like
3: their the earliest they probably, memory would be
0: of Friendster. Right. So, I mean, they grew up literally starting with social internet.
3: They could, That's like – they could be like, there was an era of my life where there was this internet interaction. There was an era of my life where, like, this new internet action. Well, like, yeah, but like, they're
0: like, not even going to have that. We have that. We have pre-internet, say, early like, internet, middle internet, late internet stuff. Yeah, and well, we know Web 1.0, like, we know Web and 2.0.
3: Like, and think A book? Why do I have this? Why yeah, it's like why so, why can't
0: I have that? I mean, there was a there was a fantastic story. It was on uh, it was on what I think it may have been a copy of uh, the Night Air from the Australian Broadcasting Company. It's a podcast that I listen to, and there was they were doing an episode on something called the Library. No, the title of the episode was the Library. And there was somebody talking on there. He's he's talking about researching a book and he goes and he was on it and he was on, he was looking through some notes on the internet and his, his son comes up like, oh, why are you doing this? I mean, he was just looking through like bibliographical notes. And he's like, why are you doing this? You can just read the whole thing. Just click on the, just click on the title. And he goes and clicks on the title and it doesn't bring anything up. And his kid asks, well, where's the book? And like, I mean, that's literally the generation that we have coming up. It they they won't be able to understand why clicking on a hyperlink doesn't bring everything up, right. and they have a point. Why doesn't it?
3: Well, they have that like, was it Google or so, that well, Google books. All the, all this the, thing called Google? Well, no, but like, well, like Google, have books you heard? the Google. <laughs> oh, there is this Google. Thing. It's not even the Google. Google
0: is just God.
3: God yeah, Google is God. But um
0: but uh, they do have
3: but, they, but like they were talking about like how they were gonna like buy up all the unauthored books Well they're trying try- public all the public all domains the public domain and books, they're trying
0: yeah. and it doesn't make any sense why li- well why people aren't just willing to you know let their books be scanned. It's the same thing as a library. We're all able to go to a library in in Vegas, we're all able to go to the Clark County libraries and check out a huge amount of different books. I mean, if they don't have it there, we can probably get it through interlibrary loan or through the university library. The
4: UNLV library is far superior to the Clark County library.
0: Okay. System. And you can also use
3: the link system.
0: Yeah, uh, and and so we can get that so we can get all of those for free. Why can't we just get the PDFs of the damn books? Why? Because
1: because there's too much we money ar- at stake. Because, because no, no, no because we
0: have an archaic and completely useless and broken copyright system. That's
1: what I meant. There's too much money at stake right now. I mean, there are companies that invested. You know, uh, publishers have invested how much money into printing presses, and they have stockholders. They have obligations, fiduciary obligations, the same way that the how many how but much they money was spent? So
0: much more money. Say say like a, a, a copy of a Kindle book that they sell. They don't have to pay for any damn paper. They don't have to pay for printing. They don't have to pay for the gloss for the cover. They don't have the to cover. kill
2: the trees.
0: They don't. They don't have to kill trees, and they're probably making their profit margin on a Kindle book has to be significantly higher than their profit margin on a regular book, even oh, though Kindle be, books are cheaper. Yeah,
1: out of the world it has to be. T- to be honest, in twenty years, copyright, as we know it, will be dead, and internet if, access will if be we the keep way you the, make money. If
0: we keep the same copyright, yes, it's going to be completely broken. We need to change our copyright system drastically, and we need to do it soon. How though? I mean, how do we? How do we change a system?
3: The yeah, creative fucking
0: forward. commons, the way that we publish this fucking podcast. What? Are, how does that work? Because I, I
1: well,
2: I, I creative commons. I mean, other. you just well, you... it takes the f word for there, one. There, there are there are certain. <laughs> There are certain things that need to be protected beyond creative commons an architect no, when he no. designs a structure You can't just say oh I build this structure, too But I the architect is the one that designed it, but
0: that's that's not the same thing, right? Like, well, I mean, well, that's not a copyrightable things... thing in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yes, it is. The it's David, a
2: patentable The David the
1: David, oh, the David is not copyrighted if someone the f- sculpts the David. I mean, how can you can you can you patent or copyright the Statue of Liberty? The structure of it. If you build, if you sculpt out of ice or out of whatever. No, because something. it's owned
0: by the United States government. The United States government is not allowed to copyright anything that is in its purview. All right,
1: bad example. Can Jeffrey you can you patent of liberty? Can you copyright a sculpture? That's why I'm asking. Can you copyright a sculpture? Can you can you copyright a design of a
0: building? Or I'm the
1: sure sketch of can. something. I'm
2: sure that well, no, there's no you get, protection.
0: It, but what? You, you can look at it. I'm sure you can look at it. For like but what about what about that. fair use? I, I'm I'm a huge supporter of fair use. What if you look at something and you say, well, that's very interesting. I like that. What if I'm going to make something that is very similar to that, but I add something well, that creates something no, no, slightly no, different? Well, that's your, our,
3: well But no, no, it, get, given getting... our
0: current copyright system, if it's too close, you get fucking busted. There was it's a, ridiculous.
3: Um, there was a... Uh, um, a uh, what's it called an essay written by Jonathan Letham. It was actually a I know, uh, yeah, I know Letham. I you know, love Letham. And he gave a speech. It was um, contradictory to uh, Harold Bloom's anxiety of influence. It was like I forget something. It was like a uh, exalted term of influence. It was like something like I'll just say the exaltance of influence, but it wasn't that. And he talked about how if um, something should be able to influence you. And you can use that influence in a positive way, and use it to like. Well, people, u- people use basically you know, different well, I mean, types of data. We to... have
0: we have fantastic examples that we can call up right now. I mean, look at one girl talking, uh, girl talking mashups, and that's that's a very clear one. If he was actually to release any of those tracks, it would cost him millions of dollars per track. Right. If all of the labels agreed to let it happen, the right. labels could stop him just in the. But the big one right now is Shepherd Ferry. I mean, the iconic image of Obama, the the hope and the, what was the other, the hope and progress images right. of Obama. And he's getting sued from taking this this random AP image, I mean, it was an Associated Press picture, and taking it and cropping it himself, and then completely adding on to the colorations. I mean, obviously, he created something that was not there in the first place. Right. I mean, it's, it's not even close. Nothing. It looks nothing like the original image. There's no real comparison with the original image. And yet, a, the Associated Press is suing Shepard Fairey over this, saying that it's a violation of their copyright on this. And I, I personally think that that obviously falls into fair use. Exactly. And not only that, the, the, the photographer who took it doesn't agree with the lawsuit. But because they're a stringer for the AP... Technically, the AP owns their fucking copyright.
4: They don't have to say, yeah.
0: Yeah, the creator should always own copyright. I think that's bullshit when other people get to own the fucking copyrights on these things.
3: Yeah, no. I I don't even want to. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Like, if you create something and it's, I mean, you know, everyone's like, oh, how can you tell something is derived or something is actually inspirationally inspired? If, if from, it's inspired if it's a derivative work yeah, or if, if it's, it's, it's derivative or it's actually, you know, a creative thing, they're like, yeah. You know, you it, unless it's exactly lines, the it same. Be, unless you
0: hit Control C Control V, it's right? it's not it's it's not
3: there derivative. Ob- it's no, new, right? If if there's right. anything that has its own, I mean, you can tell if anything has its own crowd or anything that has like pulls something else to inspire others. Like afterwards, like that was an iconic. It's going to become an iconic image. Like, I,
0: I I would argue it already has. I mean, no,
3: no, without a doubt. Like it's probably like the best thing since like. Like slice bread or something or something like that. Yeah, it's just it's maybe slice bread. I, I you think, know,
4: it comes to the integrity of people like viewing these images or these works also because right. there's um, an artist Chad Walker DevotedBe.com. Everybody go, it's great, and he says that it's Dude. fine if people use these things, but like give credit where credit is due. Well, Don't try and right. pass that's, it that's off that's as your Commons, work. Right. Yeah, yeah that's you...
0: that's what Creative Commons is. Well, we... yeah,
4: but people have to have the integrity to do that instead of
0: well and if they don't then they should get sued if you take somebody's work and you don't give them any credit for it Shepard Ferry would never have said i took i created this image myself i mean right yes. he would have he would have um, always said i took i took this image from somebody else's work and then i changed it i made it my own and yeah that's exactly right you should be able to use other people's work as long as you have attribution mm-hmm. attribution is the important factor in it
2: But I I think that I think that probably um, if that original picture were Creative Commons, then then the Obama logo would have to have CC. The Obama logo
0: probably is Creative Commons. It's Shepard Fairey.
2: Right, 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 right. But he would have had to also put Associated Press somewhere in the picture. No, no, no. Not
0: in the picture, just in the licensing of the picture. That's the thing. I mean, at the end of all these podcasts, there is something that says this this podcast has been licensed under creative commons attribution share alike license i do that because this is the only way that you see the podcast but when you publish say a picture you can put all your licensing work below it like say on on flickr flickr is a good example of this i mean flickr is a it's a photo sharing site mm-hmm. i i'm a user of flickr myself and i will upload images and i have all my images under creative commons attribution but it's not on the image right. all i'm asking is if somebody else uses the image somewhere Near the photo, like you post a photo somewhere online, somewhere underneath it, where you typically put credit for a photo, right. you say done by done by me and uh, attribution for original work to Samuel Hanson in my case, or in your case, attribution for original work to Nathan Rowe.
2: Right, and include a little hyperlink. Or...
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that's internet etiquette. Yeah, right. If, if you're right. doing de- most Creative Commons, people are very internet eti- yeah. etiquette cognizant. So you you always use the hyperlink. and
4: Generationally, though, do you think that this etiquette is going to t- deteriorate?
0: No, I, because links are such a part of the culture below, even more of the culture underneath us than of our culture. Linking is just, I mean, you know, you just link. You talk about somebody, you always put their link in there. You, I mean, it, look at, I mean, Twitter is a fantastic example. Twitter is full of... When you when you say something when you want to repeat something that somebody else does, you do an RT, which is retweet and you mm-hmm. put their at in my case Rogue Lead Zero. I mean and so
4: Plus it into your 140 characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, yeah. I, I have actually uh, I have actually done an, uh, a retweet where I just RT and then the info and then I will send a tweet immediately afterwards that is the previous tweet came from. You're starting that to person. sound like
1: Scotty from Star Trek.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm from the, who? I'm, who in the new movie will be played by Shaun of the Dead? So I'm I'm kind of actually excited about that. Even though we have talked about this previously, I have never watched an entire Star Trek in my
3: life. I yeah, don't but know who's about Star Trek? But who's Spock, you were watching though?
4: it with me the other day.
3: We watched a commercial. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, we watched the Next Generation. We
3: didn't Man, watch. you were watching we TNG.
4: Like Skyler number six. Bond or something, I don't know. Yeah,
3: Patrick Stewart's like, and they were saying all like weird sexual shit. They were like, (laughs) it's Patrick Stewart. How am I gonna transport without my blouse? (laughs) And stuff like that. It was really weird. Or the Or, (laughs) where I, why did this dog. They don't have dogs. Why did this thing. my leg it's everywhere he said that is the is worst
0: patrick stewart impression i've ever he said, heard
3: why is this thing on my leg everywhere
0: talking about patrick stewart has anyone else
3: child. Has i am a child man.
0: has anyone else a child, seen the, the episode of sesame street where patrick stewart was on there yeah,
4: no. Said, no i have
0: no. not but he i says, want to
3: mr bird did i ruffle your feathers no uh
0: he he's <laughs> introducing he's introducing the letter b He's, you know, the, the, the letters. bastard boy. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. It's not the way it was. He was instead in, like, Shakespearean garb. Oh. He was instead in Shakespearean garb, holding a skull and saying, to be or not to be. And then he just went on very silly. It was fantastic. Oh, oh, I caught it I, on uh, Chris Hardwick's website, Nerdist.com.
3: Ten, yeah, pro- yeah. probably ten orphan children around him.
0: No, no, it was just him. It was just Patrick oh, Stewart yeah. with a skull. Can't
3: but possibly it was... fit the children in the shot. A Muppet skull. <laughs> I
2: mean, uh, Sesame Street didn't want... have Muppets. It was you the. You don't want children anywhere near Patrick Stewart. What? You don't want children anywhere near Patrick Stewart. Man would just swallow them. <laughs> no, that's William Shatner. You're getting the Star <laughs> Trek captain's reverse. Yeah. Children, I will whip you. Children. That's what I will whip you. Did you? Did Did any of you see the extras? Of course. Yeah. The Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart episode of The Extras was so good. Like, will you take a will someone
0: be taking off their top?
4: <laughs> I don't watch The Extras. I love Carl Pilkington. I uh, it's Ricky Gervais I can, you know. Do it out. was
2: it was really good. The Extras was really good and it and it like the ending was so—I don't know. How very... can how can you do how can you do without Ricky if you like Carl?
4: Carl. Carl. He's a only, genius. Carl
2: Pilkington
0: is only funny because Ricky is there to point out no, how funny it he is. No, makes me
4: cry. How mean he is to him! I'm like, just leave the poor man alone. He's awesome.
0: No, no, he's a numbskull. No, I, I he don't... wakes
4: up and he looks over at Suzanne and he's like, "Did I ever tell you about the dream I had about? Mungies. Is there anything?" <laughs>
2: I don't
0: know which one is which. But, uh, Carl Pilkington has never been on. Carl any Pilkington of the shows.
4: has a skull like an orange. You know?
0: He does. It is. It is the exact. It is perfectly round. Orange is The man skulls? has a perfectly round skull. I mean, it, he doesn't even have really a chin. It's. It's. It's like a fucking basketball on top of his shoulders. Yeah,
4: he's funny. He's not cute though.
0: <laughs> oh no. Okay. Well then, I don't want to watch it. it's it's not something you watch it's ricky gervais wow i can't speak ricky gervais show which is another podcast uh well and now it's ricky gervais presents the ellipse or colon ellipses
4: natural history philosophy medicine
0: art Mm
1: -hmm. i mean i take offense to this patrick stewart holding a skull and saying to be or not to be. He's the a wrong, former Shakespearean actor, sure. but it's the wrong soliloquy at the wrong
2: time. He was holding the skull With when he poor was poor York. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, completely different act. <laughs> see, see, we've been we've been screwing our children up since since they were two years old by First, making
0: them listen to
2: Hamlet references.
0: Hamlet is not even that good of a play.
2: Incorrect. Hamlet yeah, incorrect
0: references. Hamlet references. Hamlet is not that good of a play. Hamlet is actually <gasps> a really good play. I'm it leaving. Is, I'm no, leaving.
2: It is not
3: Wait, okay.
0: One, Lear? one, it's no fucking Macbeth or King Lear. I that's I right. It's like not equal to Macbeth. Hamlet, it's not equal to King Lear. I like
2: a lot more than King Lear. Um, and and two.
0: I can fucking throw away every single tragedy Shakespeare ever wrote because they're all crap. All I ever want to see performed is either The Twelfth Night or Midsummer's Night's Dream.
2: Twelfth Night is really good. I like uh, Much Ado About Nothing is my favorite comedy. Okay, Much
0: Ado About Nothing is pretty good, but Midsummer's Night's Dream I still find to be the best. I saw it performed by the the Chicago Shakespeare Company uh, in their... I've seen them. on Navy Pier. On I saw their... much
2: about much do about nothing on Navy Pier in the Chicago thing. Yeah, yeah, in the fucking thing that's
0: literally We might have been in the same show. No, no, that mine was Midsummer's Night's Dream. Didn't oh, hold
2: hands right. while you were they're at it. Right.
4: Right.
0: No, but I did get spat <laughs> on by the guy who played Puck because it they literally do it in a version of the Globe. It's it's a redo of The Globe. And so if you sit in the front, you are this far away from the actors. And actors tend to enunciate very clearly. Well, when you enunciate actors how so you were in the yes. splash zone. <laughs> I was in the splash zone. Did you
1: save the spittle
0: or did you save the no. shirt? But uh, they Are actually they they redid they actually redid Puck. They they slightly changed everything around so that the characters were like business people instead of royalty. And oh, Puck
4: comes down.
0: No, it it they most of the time I would agree, but they did such a fantastic job. And they turned, like, Puck, they made Puck do everything in like fucking rap thing with.
1: Uh, it. I'm skeptical. They on he that. turned his but bow and arrow into a skeptical. You can be
0: skepti- <laughs> skeptical. I understand being skeptical. It was fucking amazing. It was I, so well done. I generally the Chicago like Shakespeare modernization
2: film. of Shakespeare plays. Yeah, Of Shakespeare uh, plays,
0: it works better in like, say, modernization of Ibsen. I do not like modernization of Ibsen. I haven't Ibsen. seen any. But, but I, I, mean, I love Ibsen plays. Yes. Ibsen plays are fantastic. And I mean, very quick side note. Ibsen is the number two most performed playwright in the world, right after Shakespeare. By right after Shakespeare, I mean Shakespeare is up on fucking Everest and Ibsen is at sea level <laughs> for amount of performances. But I mean, Ibsen plays are great, but you cannot modernize Hedda Gabler. You cannot modernize The Dollhouse. That
2: that would not work.
3: We all files,
2: huh? Yeah, uh, well, mostly because you weren't here. Yeah. Well, now that you're here, let's get back to textbooks. Uh, <laughs> oh wow. yeah, we were talking. We were talking about textbooks at some point. So uh, everybody,
0: uh, like, starting with say Chris. Yes. Let's uh, start with Chris. Mostly because otherwise we'll get sued for affirmative action and all this, all this oh, kind of thing. Oh
4: shoot. <laughs> I'm, I
0: I admit I am I am a I'm an Eskimo. <laughs> you're Aleutian. You're Aleutian.
1: I can see Russia from my house.
0: Oh shit! What my was igloo. Raven? What was Raven
1: she in was Snow Crash?
0: Oh, Oh. I
2: thought you meant that's So Raven. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he was. was... Snow... You mean the he was, he was. He was some said. sort of an Eskimo. He
0: was, it wasn't. Was it a Lucian or something else? I can't quite remember. This is really gonna bother me. I don't know. But what were you asking, Inuit? Chris? It might be Inuit. It very well could be
1: Inuit. Well, Alaska is actually okay. very closely related to the internet because, I mean, the one of Alaska the founders... Alaska is
4: related to the internet? Yes,
1: one of the founders of the internet. <laughs> Al Gore? Um,
4: no, no, one of the... <laughs> the Tim
3: the Berners-Lee? The, the actual one? Founder. Tim
2: Berners-Lee. I thought that CERN invented the internet. No, this is this is one of the actual founders. The Swedish and Swedish ARPANET.
0: Analyst. ARPANET was the start of the fucking internet. That was the United States, not CERN. One of the chief yeah. architects
1: of the internet was Senator Ted Stevens. He knows, he knows, he's seen the he blueprints. Was not- it's a series of
2: twos. <laughs> He's we seen, have yeah. already made Blueprints, this yeah. joke.
4: Yeah, the internet. I've seen all those I have, pages. I have a bit going. Yeah, I think going, that the so.
2: I think that the original the original first episode of this podcast had a video. He of was of illusion.
0: Him. Raven was illusion. Illusion, illusion. Okay.
2: okay. So let's
0: let's let's go to this. So Chris, I would like you to uh Give me some sort of story of some interaction that you've had with a textbook.
4: Wait, are you going around the table on this?
0: Well, uh, probably.
4: So you're gonna make me start sweating? I'm like,
0: oh, I'm uh, like, uh, specifically because I'm not necessarily gonna go around so much as I'm gonna randomly choose somebody at any given point yeah. in time. Do you do
4: this to your students? Uh, yes. Make them sweat in class?
0: Uh,. It's a good well, idea. Yeah, because I turn off the air conditioning. Yeah,
3: that you don't have you the power sweat. to do
4: such a thing. All <laughs> so
3: right, I have no I have more. a story.
1: Oh, oh. I have a story about a textbook, but I must preface it, preface the story with this.
0: It was, uh, it was specifically I've... the text of episode one. Yes, you were it reading it. My you thought fault. she
3: was already bleeding.
0: <laughs> okay, that's a story <laughs> we're gonna have to come back to. So go ahead, Chris. So I was I was tutoring do you a student.
1: Question again? I was tutoring a student some weeks ago, and um, I came across a page in the textbook. and I looked and I, I took a what I textbook was, a double was take. this? I don't even remember. It was I need unremarkable, to know these things. though.
4: They're all unremarkable, but I need to know these
1: things. And I looked at it, and I was like, "My God, that's that's um, that's Samuel L. Jackson.
2: <laughs> Samuel
1: L. Jackson.
0: <laughs> what the fuck textbook were you looking at?"
3: I'm in your motherfucking textbook. <laughs> no, but that's
0: the point. The
1: question: There's snakes
3: in this motherfucking textbook. The, the, the question There's was, motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. But, but that
1: was the, that was the question. There are a hundred snakes on the Boeing seven thirty seven. No. If, if Sammy L. Jackson's character can what? get twelve motherfucking snakes off this plane per minute, how many minutes will it take them to get all okay, these motherfucking I... snakes off this motherfucking okay, plane? Okay. Okay. Nathan. Beginning
0: Nathan. A real story about your an interaction <laughs> with the textbook, please. Or you can cr- make one uh, that's funnier than Chris's, but I Fair. have no hope. No, not you, Jeff.
4: Okay. Nathan. Now your turn.
0: Um, I don't know. You Come on, you gotta have something, man. This thing is
4: called textbooks. You've read them.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> come on, no, the that... come on there, there has to be something about some textbook that you've had. Come
2: on. Um No, no. I'm using textbooks to prop up my mic. <laughs> okay, uh moving on from that, Aaron. Uh
4: yeah, hey. So I was taking this class where we
0: were reading
4: Changes in the Land by William Cronin and it was a history class. It's an interesting book. But uh I guess I felt particularly special when I could draw a parallel from what I'm learning in my history class, what I was learning in an anthropology class. And I totally knocked the socks off, everyone.
0: Okay, well, okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story by myself because we're going to save the best for last because uh, apparently we have something about a bleeding girl and a textbook. And how I'm really long is the story going to be? Uh, 20, 30 minutes or so. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Yep. Wait, 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 what's it got to deal with?
0: Uh okay no you, you stop talking just tell us your story <laughs> so uh in my story specifically is about uh people who teach directly out of textbooks oh. okay so apparently I'm not going to get more size in than anybody else in this episode so so when you when you're a beginning when you're a beginning teacher specifically graduate students you tend to teach out of the textbook because one you haven't taught very much and two you. Got one
2: week's head notice on what you're gonna what you're gonna
0: teach. teach,
4: Hey, I don't fucking take any offense. That's not my fault.
0: Okay, good. And so if y'all would
4: solidify your schedules beforehand, I I would do my job.
0: I haven't Um, even enrolled yet for next semester. uh,
4: Yeah, blame this one over here.
2: Next semester's a long
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. I'm already living in spring of 2010.
2: Damn. Okay, oh, wait, so can back. I talk about my story? No.
0: no, no instead no, 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 of people no. who are living in the future, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know don't where you your love... fucking Delorean is. But you other sure, than say that, to John Connor for me.
4: Uh, yeah. I don't really know what that means.
0: Uh, Terminator that reference. Love that you Terminator. have
4: absolutely no say in what book it is that uh, you teach everything. out of.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I absolutely adore the fact that we don't get to talk up or we don't get to choose what we teach out of at all.
4: Yeah. Okay. It, it so so back definitely...
0: back to my motherfucking story, Nathan. Shut the fuck up. That's like my first time. Shut up and get I these motherfuckers out of this like motherfucking mailing I you talking to him right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So all right. So when you're when you're teaching like lower level classes, it also makes sense to teach out of the textbook because the students are not necessarily going to come to class in,
4: or read the textbook.
0: Yeah. And so and so teaching out of the textbook makes sense. But say you're say you're in a graduate level course.
3: Lesbian.
0: In a graduate level course, you you <laughs> thoroughly expect you uh, to be learning something that's not directly literally directly word for word from the textbook. Right. But every once in a while say as I have this semester in a class that I have obliquely referenced previously, and I will obliquely reference again because I'm not going to specifically say who teaches or what class it is. I get explicit! No. Don't do it. And oh. and so, we, I literally have a professor right now that is teaching word-for-word word proofs and everything from a textbook. And so, that has caused the rest of our graduate students uh, who are also in this class, or a good chunk of us, uh, Nick and James Lee, uh, who are also in the class and have been on this podcast, uh, to sit in class and do homework for other classes or as James and I do, read graphic novels. Nick's we
4: got through the though. entire Fables. Uh,
0: was, smoke this he past was week.
3: Here's he your here last time I was
4: here. Scott Pilgrim.
0: I do love Scott Pilgrim, but I have not been able to get my hands on any of the books yet.
4: What? Go over to alternate reality. Ralph's you're awesome. King. I your
0: know Ralph is awesome. He gives me red vines. Everyone, if you're oh, in Vegas, yes. if you're in Vegas, go to alternate and his, which reality. which would you
4: rather would you rather have a thousand paper rea- cuts on your hand or a comic small just,
0: malice just, the You like? Would UNLV. you rather stuff? I have an entire book of word, would you rather's. Can borrow man oh, I, I'm pretty rough. sure that sounds more like a like a party game. What was the
1: URL again? The what URL, the URL? The...
0: I, I don't I don't actually know if alternative to reality comics has a URL. Alternative? It's on, it's Real- on alternative Maryland. Reality comics. Alternative
3: between TROP and Harmon right across from UNLV and the, shopping next, center to the next, next to the stakeout next to the stakeout out. on
0: Maryland Parkway. Very Go. amazing man. He's very it's great. friendly
3: absolutely great. guy. OK, and so Jeff finally,
0: Kirsten. because apparently we're going to get a story about textbook and blood. Uh, Jeff Johnson. Wait, what?
4: No, this is going to be. Wait, what did totally. I say earlier?
0: You, you had something about a textbook and blood. She
2: was already oh. bleeding. She
0: was underwhelming, already bleeding.
4: Underwhelming.
0: Oh, don't don't wow. let us down. This is the final story of this episode.
3: Oh, okay. Well, um. I... Don't. <laughs>
0: yeah, stop answering a text message and talk into your microphone.
3: There's this
4: one time.
0: I had to put this. band F- camp. In. Right, no. There's this one night. There's this one night. Hello, listeners. This is Samuel Hansen. On behalf of combinations and permutations, we are very sorry to say that in order to protect the innocent, we have decided to edit out this story by Jeff Johnson that's right he names names and now back to your regularly scheduled program Thank you very much okay, okay so on that that incredibly <laughs> incredibly graphic note she gave you a if mask you out. have if you have any Wait, wait 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 wait, if you, wait wait! no no no, we are done. My bottom if, jaw. <laughs> if you have any ideas, topic suggestions, you just want to tell us what you think of the podcast, how horrible uh, you thought this episode was. No
4: no, super fantastic. Oh uh, well, doctor. obviously,
0: obviously, fab, you totally you want fab. you want you want to uh, you want to compliment Aaron on her fantastic first episode, says, and Go yell at all of us for our horrible, in my case, thirteenth episode status. Oh, Please email us. You be better us. by now. Please email, he
4: did
3: good.
0: Please, okay, please email us Please, please at combinationsandpermutations at gmail.com, and please visit the blog where you will find links that are based word on- for vari- Word for word
4: transcriptions p- of this.
0: No, we do not do a transcription <laughs> of this podcast. Live but children. Links that are about various things that we talked about in the episode. Kittens. Please go to combinationsandpermutations.blogspot.com, and yes, I will put up a kick- picture of a fucking kitten. Yes. And hope I get. hope everyone has a math-erific week. Well, that's it for another episode of Combinations and Permutations. If you want to get a hold of us, please email us at combinationsandpermutations at gmail.com. Also, check out our blog at combinationsandpermutations.blogspot.com. This episode has been licensed under a Creative Commons Share Sharealike license. All the music that you've heard on this podcast is from SP12. If you like what you hear, go check them out at Opsound.org. Thank you for listening.